Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a food tram sitting down by the street That leads him to the corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I want to go back to the country Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with DJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on. All right. Good morning, everybody. You are tuned in to the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, live right here on the Outdoor Zone radio network. My name is TJ Graney. In the bunkhouse with us today is Beefsteak, of oh, yeah. course. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rick McGee. Is our guest in the broadcast today? Yeah. Hey, yo. Good morning. Uh, and Road Rash is the ranch hand that gets here early, makes sure the gate gets open, and the uh, old potbelly stove gets fired up. Cody Ryan is in the duck stand. He's in a duck blind down on the coast, and he's going to be calling in here in just a few minutes. And we were talking, thinking, you know what? Uh, isn't it going to be shooting light? And, uh, but, in the duck stand, depending on where you are and how much you pay to go hunt there, right. <laughs> you might be sitting down to uh, bacon and eggs, maybe or a biscuit. latte, and yeah, dog brings you a little. That's right. Uh, your, your That's ammo. right. You yeah. you're not necessarily been in a old John boat in the reeds all morning <laughs> waiting. You don't get your own ducks, well, probably right. <clears throat> no, you're not going out after your own ducks. No, no, you take the shot. Dump it and sit back down and have some more bacon and egg taco. I mean, do you guys even wear waders duck hunting? Uh, yeah, people. Yeah, it depends for that. on how much you pay and how much you, how cool you want to look. Ah, uh, there are people that go duck hunting that lay out in the ditch in a field. Real like you're talking about manly duck hunters, and then they're just in the ditch all along the road, wow. and then they just pop up. They've got camo on, and they're like, "All right, here comes the." And uh, you know, they're not like, there for an hour. They're not like the sound of those ducks coming in, though. No doubt. Some. Well, we're going to talk a little hunting and fishing today on the show. We've got uh, Rick McGee's here from Virginia. He's one of our uh, regulators that runs our East Coast operation, and uh, so we're gonna we got a bunch of stuff that we want to talk to you about. Rick's a bow hunter and muzzleloader hunter, and He's about up outside his uh, mental capacity on the whole fishing thing, and 
Mm. Come on. I think one of the first times we ever met, we went and got in that John boat around that that mountain lake. Oh, yeah. And just. Sl- I think I beat you that day for some. No, no, fish. no. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> Surely not. Well, like it's not it. hard to do. Let's stay on that subject for a little while. <laughs> it's yeah. not hard to do. And uh, Road Rash. Man. Uh, he's cleaned his act up. I, he's either getting married I think or he's, a girlfriend. He's doing 90 else. meetings in 90 days or something. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but he's the one-minute manager. Yeah, thing, he's right? doing so good. He's got on his cool tie-dye shirt. That's right. Man, we asked him, slick. though, we made sure so that his that he uh, hasn't given up eating meat, Yes, which would be a disqualifier. In fact, today we're going to have to tell take him your some combinations. why that's good, right, for a healthier. Maybe that's what happened to him. Yeah, he started. Well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we've got. We're going to talk about a vegan that switched to uh, car, the carnivore diet and got healthy for a month. Yes. Yeah, and got healthy. It's going to be interesting. So you're going to have some stuff to take back to your girlfriend <laughs> to convince her that, honey, we got to go buy ham. <laughs> we got to have some ham all up in here. Thirty pounds of meat in thirty days. Man, Rick and I were just in, where were we? We were in Oklahoma. and uh, Training up some more HTLs for yeah. Harvest Team leaders? That well, we were, their- training, we were training some guys to, to train, train the trainers. But, uh, the, for Kids those, Outdoor Zone. For Kids Outdoor Zone, yeah. right? Yeah. And, but those guys, uh, they're, they're pretty big deer hunting guys. They got some big deer up there. They're doing some deer killing. Oh, big time! Deer, yeah. deer and hog, hog. Really, oh yeah, and that's what, over. That's one of the things they were saying was that. And what what were they saying about hogs? Like, oh, they're the Oklahoma government hadn't stepped into it all the way where it lets them kill them. Yeah, regular still regulating them, still regulating the licensing and times you can shoot them. And yeah, all that stuff. So, yeah, you just got to let bullets fly. And they and said, it. and they said, and our good brothers to the south uh, <laughs> have figured it out where you should just kill them no matter what. Yeah, and uh, and I thought that was nice of them to yeah, say that. Yeah, you know, there's a great episode on Meat Eater. I know not everybody appreciates the show, but my wife has started watching that with me. And now, after we watch Who this one, not with appreciate the pic- Meat Eater. Yeah, just we, the name of it is just like, come on. I know. And and so after we watched this one where he went down to South Texas and was trapping pigs and talking all about it and how many they get a day, and she was like, and they they uh, took a whole carcass and a whole pig and uh, you know put it out on the barbecue and or halved it up and put it on the barbecue and she's like. Can you bring one of those home? I want to try that. My wife, but she goes, "Come on!" I think I could do it now. She got wow. past all the squid. The way they deliver it, it's a pretty good message that people get into. But anyways, he was talking about trapping down there, and he said, "Yeah, it's a little known fact, but some of the trappers down here, what they'll do is if they catch those small ones, they'll release them to kind of seed the." you know, pop to get them a little bit I bigger. I used to have. And he goes, don't tell anybody <laughs> because right? we don't want anybody to know that. I mean, most ranchers just want bang, 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 right? All I used dead. to I used to let some of the bigger boars go, just the breeder boars. I mean, I just, I let them go just to breed, and I know that's. And now look what happened. I know. It's, I know. Well, one fault. of those old boys, Marshall from Oklahoma, he, uh, <clears throat> he said uh, he's got a spot that he's got a buddy with a helicopter. Yep. And uh, he's got a spot that he's got sole rights to hunt on, and they buy a pallet 
of double alt buckshot and get in that <laughs> helicopter once a year, one weekend a year, and they kill between six and eight hundred hogs in one weekend from a helicopter. And they he had video footage of it. It is crazy. And one of the ranches down south, they did that, and they had guys following in, in pickups, like hunters for hungry and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you and, can imagine, right? Yeah, and they were just picking those things up. And, of course, they talk about how you can only skin 10 hogs in a day, and then you're wore out. It's probably about right. Think about it. Yeah, you need them to run through a processing. But, you know, hogs for a cause, those guys over there have been trying to get this thing figured out for years. and It's they, hard. They do some... Some hogs for a cause feeding on some level, and uh, and they got some, uh, they got a little bit of help behind it. But yeah, it's a, it's it's more than I think. I, I don't know what you do. We can't. So they we're going to talk more about that. But they aren't in Virginia yet. Is that right? The Dismal crossed. Swamp is uh, there's a pretty good population in the southeast corner. But they haven't really come out of that, at least up in our regions. There's most of the counties in Virginia. One day, no one day you're going to be sitting in your tree stand, and, a and there's going to hog come wandering right across. I mean, that's how it happened here. Yeah. Just one day you're just you don't see deer ever. I mean, you don't see hogs ever, and then all of a sudden they're doo, everywhere. Doo, 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 doo. Anyway, that was nice. It was the weather there was supposed to turn upside down today. today. Yeah, so it was we were, super nice on us, though. Yeah, we were in and out, and uh, in Oklahoma or in Virginia, Oklahoma, they have they have a plan in place in case of a tornado. Sure, Tornado Alley is right yeah. through yeah. there, man. I thought it was it was really interesting. Clint Holt, mm-hmm. one of our KOZ guys there, he's it was in charge of the whole uh, emergency response team and putting a plan together and what do you do? And I wonder. I'm guessing because it's been a topic for several years, but I'm guessing that every church has sat and had that, or almost every church has sat and had the emergency, you know, shooter response and mm. that emergency response. What do you do thing? Probably I expect your now. larger ones for sure. What was interesting was I thought was he said they have actually canceled a Sunday morning service because the prediction was tornadoes will be popping up all morning, all all morning that Sunday morning. So they just canceled service like we would a snow in. Uh, they what, can't over what prediction. Snow? And their what? church is on the top Virginia. of a hill. So he said, we're just sitting up there and they don't have room. Like he said, we have two little hallways, hallways or, something. or something where we've designated no windows, safest area don't they, they said just, but it's really not that good <laughs> don't they just put two emergency uh trailer homes outside <laughs> <laughs> so they just the uh, the tornado just goes over there that's and goes right around it diverts and, them yeah and that'd be smart that'd be smart uh, well, jokes 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 my mom in georgia has a storm cellar when she bought this little house out there mm-hmm. and it's got a you know, concrete steps going down into a concrete bunker and the doors like like on uh, Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. you know, those two wooden doors that close or whatever. So, wow. Exciting. Do you ever go? You, you ever go down there? You ever go in there? When yeah, you... well, it fills up with water. And since oh. nobody's been around there to maintain it, it's just, you. I mean, she thought for a while she'd store her pickles and her veggies and stuff down there, but. Yeah, they get yeah, full no. of spiders and yeah, they're nasty if you don't have some regular cool grandkid hangout though. 
That's what grandkids would do. Yeah, just lock them in there. No. Like, Y'all no. stay down here. It's <laughs> where you're staying. <laughs> just depends on how they're acting. Grandma, go down there Here's and check a BB on gun. kids. <laughs> we got a rat problem. <laughs> yeah. There you go, son. A BB gun, a flashlight. <laughs> flashlight. Some white crackers. Oh, no. They got to learn how to shoot in the dark, man. All right. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. You only get it one place right here on the Outdoor Zone radio network. Sunday morning, 7 to 9 or 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. We come back. I think we're going to try and get Cody Ryan in the duck blind and see what that's all about. Somebody poke him and wake him up. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. We'll be back right after this. Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone. Regulators, want to let you know about Austin's hottest new restaurant, The Shore. Raw Bar and Grill, our amazing friends at Shore, serving up regional coastal cuisine, combining flavors from Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico. They have a really cool selection of oysters, fantastic pet-friendly patio. Today would be a killer day to go over there and have Sunday brunch with your family. Take Rover over there. Sit out on that patio and just enjoy the weather today. It's going to be beautiful. Don't miss the fabulous desserts, the homemade breads. Our uh, buddies Rick Wahlberg and Jim Schneider over there at Shore Raw Bar and Grill, and they'd like to invite you over to visit with them. Located on Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y in Oak Hill, the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Go to ShoreATX.com for details. ShoreATX.com for detail. Austin's hottest new restaurant, the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. All right. Hey, uh, Cody Ryan is in the duck stand and texting pictures of duck at and water at his feet. CR. Good morning, man. Yeah, we're in uh, flooded fields outside of Bay City shooting ducks. I apologize if there's some uh, loud shotgun shooting going on. <laughs> it is it is hot action, baby. It's good morning for duck hunting. It's my style where, uh, you know, it's not 12 degrees. It's 65, and we're sitting in a little duck blind covered up in ducks. We're only a few away from our limit already. Oh, and, my. Uh, what, are, what are you shooting? I didn't I, – those aren't wood ducks, are they? No, no, no. We're, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of teal, and uh, uh. I don't know. I don't know. Ones that uh, the guide said shoot that one. So, <laughs> it's, it's been fun. It's been fun. It's a. It's an adventure. Hey, uh, we got the dog working right now, going to retrieve some more ducks. The guys just shot, and uh, what? Yeah, uh, it's it's been a good morning. Who's your guide out there? Is it? Somebody that we've you've known before, or is it? No, no, it, it, it's a whole new crew, and we can talk more about it next week. But uh, it's a whole, you know, some guys that I've never been with, and uh, you know, full now, service operation. Now you went and got a new shotgun. What? Uh, you didn't buy a wooden uh, stock, did you? Buy a uh, composite everything? Or, I mean, is there you in salt yeah. water? Yeah, no, I got a. Uh, I was looking for a shotgun that was, you know, that I could kill some ducks with, but also, um, you know, was uh, was uh, you know composite and 
Sorry, that was that was a. No, you're in the duck stand in the middle of a duck hunt. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. We'll take what we can get. We get it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I got a Beretta Outlander. It's kind of a good uh, all-around shotgun for turkeys, ducks, whatever. It's been good so far. It's killed. It's killed more birds than most of these other guys in here. Now, oh now man, down. you just throw that down at them. Yeah. Well, that's great. And uh, so, how many? Uh, I guess you got a good morning. You did. You gonna eat breakfast when you go back in, or are they serving you biscuits yeah, we there? Breakfast. We had breakfast uh, before we came out this morning. Got up at four thirty and had breakfast, and and yeah, four twenty nine. A minute before the alarm went off. Uh, one of my buddies jumped up a little early, but uh, it, it, it had breakfast and we'll go back and have lunch and then head back to the house. So wow, it'll be, good, it'll be a good day. It's already been a good day. What a beautiful thing! Well, we don't we don't talk a lot about duck hunting here on the show because we haven't been down doing it in a very long time. I'm really excited to hear hear about it and hear how you enjoyed it. I the few times that I've done it and well, last year I went goose hunting. With right. with Steve right. Lockoff up in Oklahoma, of all yeah. places, and I like yeah. that man. Those big old birds coming in, and they just go fud. But you get that whistle when those birds are coming in where you are, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of whistling, a lot of a lot of loud calling. You know, like a goose. Uh, we've got we've got enough ducks over us. There hadn't been a lot of calling anyway. Wow, fly in and, and land where they where they're supposed to and and uh so wait for the call so wait a minute are you waiting to shoot them till they land cody <laughs> no 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 uh, <laughs> I, I just i just put together why you got so many of them i got it uh, <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so I'm a, it, it's looking like i'm gonna have to get off the line here and uh kill some of these ducks because these boys are are missing missing my backup shot oh but uh no, bird down bird down bird down but this uh, is duck hunting territory and man it's a blast i can't wait to get in there next week and give you the give you the scoop of uh of you know how it all went down but it's uh it's a lot of fun and i i couldn't not call y'all this morning after the the crazy fun start we had <laughs> well and make sure you post like we'll probably fill a limit in under an hour you know so. wow we'll post post some pictures on the outdoor zone facebook page so we can see what you're doing and then we'll cover all the details next week uh when you get back in the bunkhouse and and bring a duck right. breast in for us yeah be careful yeah be careful all right man thank you all right that's cody ryan calling from the duck blind down on the Texas coast. How can you yeah. not duck think tacos. that's cool? Duck breakfast tacos. And uh, that sound. He's talking about that gun he got at McBride's. <clears throat> With the way society's pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops. The one we trust with our constitutional rights is McBride's Guns. They're family-owned and Austin family-owned and operated local full-service firearm dealer. Looking for your personal carry or a referral for class? One place, McBride's Guns. You'll find McBride's in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com. Your, McBride's Guns, your hometown gun shop. So uh, one of the things that we, uh, we've been talking about 
and uh, was the hogs and the problem with hogs that are uh, going to now into Oklahoma and again one of the things that the US Department of Agriculture did or has been doing the last couple of years is they're awarding let's see the 2018 farm bill provides 75 million dollars for feral swine eradication like and it. you can apply for money to put together, if you can come up with a feral swine eradication plan, mm-hmm. you can apply for money. And they've given away millions of dollars in Texas to get to people who have put together these programs for to figure out how to get rid of them. It's interesting, yeah. Wow. Now the one the one tricky part to that thing is you got to you have to put in twenty five percent of what your grant grants asking for. So. If you're asking for a million bucks, you got to come up with two hundred and fifty. I got twenty bucks. You want to? That ain't try? gonna do. No, no, I'm talking. I'm talking. If you if you really poured into this, if you're really smart, you could come up with a grant process, and you can make a living. That'd be good fun to living. take people down there too. Start a nonprofit, the swinery, and swinery or something. <laughs> and put in for these grants, get, you know, a couple hundred grand, and just run some operations, do some hunting, some trapping. It, the money's there. It's $75 tricky, $75 million. Dollars. We were in Texas, and only mm. three grants went out. Less than $2 million. We're not getting our money, and I think we need to be going after it. I don't know, man. Come yeah, on. You're right. I mean, but it would be a full-time gig. Well, so why you're a hog hunter? That's that's all that matters. That's you're a, a millionaire gig. hog hunter. <laughs> that's a good gig. <laughs> Woo! You should see the stuff they were on that uh, documentary or that outline. There was man, they mix up fifty-five gallon drums of piggy swine swill. You know where you put in the yeast and you put in the you, you know all the smelly. I've, I've stuff. never had success with any oh, of that. Oh my gosh, we do. Stuff. We do out at the ranch. No, you don't. Yes, do we do. Really? Oh, yeah. Take, you know, Big Red and, and Cherry Jello and put it all in there and let that all sit. Jeff lets it sit in his garage for like a month until it <laughs> ferments. And you don't want that slopping around in the back of your truck either because it, it gets on you. It smells. But you pour that around the cage, around the trap and uh, up in, and that seems to bring it on in. Really? Yeah. But the thing about them, you know, they're they're a little crazy. They migrate, right? They're nomadic, and they kind of plow ahead, and they won't come back. And checking the cameras, it was kind of funny because we noticed a pattern where they were in this big old nice cage area that we set up by this little swaller, the little hog pond there. And they would come Monday through um, Thursday. And then we were there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They would never come around. They're smart. Wow. Yeah, they're smart. Landowners in the identified counties may be eligible for assistance from trapping technicians to trap feral swine on their property. That's what you have to be as a trapping technician. A professional. That's a professional. You put that on your card. And you can like it had a little pig outline. Made like a like Like an outline of a pig with a little curly tail. Ah, dude. Be perfect. I mean, I don't know why some somebody there. People know how to do these federal grants and stuff like that. There's people that know how to do them. And Rick, he's got the 
right? The magic fingers for Grant. Well, you got to, yeah, I don't know. I just think I just think there's money being here. left on the table. <laughs> there's money being left on the table, and somebody ought to have a be putting a, a plan together. You need to put a plan for Boss Hog. That's what we call it. Boss Boss Hog LLC. And and the guys in uh, the guys in Oklahoma were telling us that some of the guys are trapping them there and bringing them. Work. Oh no, they can't transport them there. But they were talking about the guys in Texas that trap them and then take them and sell them. Yeah, and and, and in and fact, they, they finish them, them and send them. Yeah, Some, they finish them off or what? Yeah, like for six weeks, and then they ship them off them for up. for uh, to Asia or China. where? Yeah, or to. Well, they have a swine, Virginia. not a swine problem, an anti-swine problem, right? Anyway, they don't have I, enough I pigs. Just, I just there's so much with those hogs and so much so much time and so much it's an unlimited supply of food really if you think about it, it really if you is. think about it in the real way right right, right Rick and they just proliferate <clears throat> but the problem the problem with the USDA won't let won't let them use them because of the pork uh uncooked pork element so like food banks and stuff like that have not been able to utilize the pork part of it they'll you know, take I the think, deer meat but they wouldn't take the feral pork and we eat tons of that i don't as long as you cook it well that's the, all that matters one of the one of the suggestion was suggestions was that if they just took all the feral hogs meated them out and ground them up and made smoked sausage then it was then it would be thoroughly cooked but you're talking about an expensive process to be given you got away 75 million dollars let's do let's figure it out well, you got to create Big a market up. for it, right? You create yeah, a you could take you could take a small town in Texas that is like hurting. I got it, and then you just turn it to be the hog capital of the world. I get it, man. Get a here, okay, here's what we're gonna bucks. do: we're gonna get an old cement truck, and that's how we're gonna mix all of the feral, all the meat and the sausage, and then spit it out of there. How's that sound? We can go mobile with it, go from <clears> town to town. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're looking for ideas and plans. Go to our Facebook page and let us know what you think. Uh, we need to we need to get in on that $75 million. Uh, do a little hog hunting, do a little banking. It's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good Christmas. We just gotta hurry <laughs> gotta and get that application out. in. <laughs> All right, it's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse. We'll take a break. When we come back on the flip side, we've got uh, news of the weird you're not gonna want to miss. And uh, it's all here for you regulators every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, live in the bunkhouse or 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Can buy me a boat. This is T. Roy Bruce Orr listening to the Outdoor Zone. Call me redneck, white trash, and blue collar. But I could change all that if I had a couple million dollars. I keep hearing that money is the root of all evil, and you can't fit a camel through the eye of a needle. I'm sure that's probably true, but it still sounds pretty cool, because it could buy me a boat. A couple million dollars could buy me a boat or a 
hog or trapping job. <laughs> or you can go visit the Happy Honda Days. Happy Honda Days right now, sales event. You can unwrap incredible deals that will make you go, OMG. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, the kind of gift that makes you say, no way. Yep, it's basically Happy Honda Days in a chestnut shell. Get a great deal on the 2020 Pilot from KBB's best overall brand for 2019 and a 1.9 low APR financing for well-qualified dealers. See, you know, just save today. Go to your Central Ta- Central Texas Honda dealer. Guess what the email address or guess what the website is? It's centraltexashondadealers.com. See dealers for financing details based on the 19... 19- 2019 Image Awards in the Kelly Blue Book Close at KBBB.com for more information. All right. So, uh, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse, uh, the number one outdoor show on radio. And glad to be here with you. You can have your yogurt now, beefsteak. I just, I earned it. <laughs> I just earned it. <laughs> just, right? Yes, I get you a break. Did. All right. Whew, I got that out. I can't believe it. Um, now it's time for your news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Stevens Point Man bags a 13-point deer, then discovers it's actually a doe. A day, a day that began with a slow-going hunting expedition for Michael Wanta and his father turned into a day they won't forget. Wanta and his father were hunting near Rothschild late in the annual gun deer season, November 29th, when Wanta saw an open field field a saw in an open field a group of deer, including one with antlers that appeared a little off. Wanta said he fired his gun as soon as he had the a clear shot of the animal he thought it was a white-tailed buck approaching the deer they noticed even more how irregular the antlers on the deer were while examining the animal wanta said he and his father determined they were actually looking at a rare phenomena a doe with antlers uh, <laughs> Lisa, I've seen some of them walking downtown Austin. Well, but, yeah, yeah. It's, you know. not unusual <laughs> okay. around here. You don't know if you're a doe, a buck, whatever. <laughs> Approaching the deer, uh, they noticed even more how irregular the antwords were. Uh, Lisa Kardash, a wildlife biologist with the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, said that DNR doesn't require people to report this kind of abnormality, so it's difficult to determine how rare it actually is for a doe to grow antlers or for a hunter to shoot such an animal. There's, there are reasons a doe might grow antlers. Sometimes a doe will have higher levels of testosterone, Kardash said, but typically the levels are too low for further antler or too low for full antler development the deer could also be a male with some female features which means um, the male genitalia could be hidden within the body making it seem like a deer is a doe she said it's also possible for a deer to have both male and female reproductive organs 
Wanta said they tried to leave as much of the anatomy in place while field dressing the animal, but they just got totally disgusted and they just butchered it out and put it in their ice chest. I added that part because I didn't want to keep going. What is so? What would you do? I mean, I, I don't know. You just, I don't know. You just butcher it up. Keep on going. So would this be similar, like when, like if somebody like beefsteak sat down and we couldn't, he couldn't see. Whether he was a buck or a doe. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Where did that come? Oh. How long has he been? What? Go ahead. Return to the to the old wounds. Returning Man. to the. Now you're bringing up the yoga thing and the yogurt. Okay. So, well, you so. brought the yogurt up. It's what triggered it. So what? Uh, what is one of the strangest things in the outdoors that you guys have seen? I mean, there's so many of them. What, some of the things that came to mind, my favorite things were when we – Used to Cody Ryan and I used to fish a lot down on uh, Lake Falcon, on right on the Mexico Texas border, and it is a wild, wild, wild place. And that and Choke Canyon, and we saw some stuff down there. Like I remember one time we were in this cove fishing, and we heard this, and I thought, what in the world? And we we troll uh, trolled over to the shore. And it was kind of like a, a cliff, you know, maybe four or five foot tall. But inside there was these cubbies and stuff. And it was a snake who had a, uh, a frog from the back. And the frog was just screaming out as the snake was slowly <laughs> swallowing it. Wow. I bet you hung around there for a while, didn't you? No, You're I like, just thought. That's cool. And then another time we were in, we were down there on uh, – and we were watching this mother duck and her little ducklings, and they wandered off the bank, and they got in the water, and they're swimming around, you know, just super cute. Just ah, da, 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 da. And all of a sudden, the hawk comes out of the sky, snags one of them, and goes flying back up, but drops it when it goes back up, and it Thump. falls back down in the water, and it gets over with the rest of them. And, uh, but it was bad out. It's one that kind of listed to the left a little, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just on. kept swimming in the circles to the <laughs> left. Then grew antlers, and it was weird. <laughs> but uh, anyway, those are just some so cool, strange things that you don't you don't find that stuff sitting in the living room. You know, you got to get outside to see that awesome stuff. This is a strange outdoor story, but um, we're riding. The kids were like five, six years old riding along a country road and i saw this thing in the middle of the road looked like a a helmet or something and it was a great big old turtle right and so they were like oh look oh look you know i'm gonna stop 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 oh you know dad we want a turtle let's rescue the turtle you know so i'm like all right so i pull up and i back up and there was a truck coming and uh it's like okay well wait till the truck goes by and they're all looking right down i mean it's like three feet from us and everybody's anticipating this truck going by and uh and and then we'll jump out and save and rescue this turtle and it was like big old diesel (laughs) 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 it just absolutely disintegrated this terrible little or this cute little i guess it was pretty big but it was like a snapping and you wonder why you're and i was like huh well, that's nature. <laughs> oh my! And gosh. then they were—they they were just stunned. They didn't say anything. And you wonder why your children rebel? <laughs> They've been wounded since the turtle incident. 
I grew up uh, in central Mississippi. I'll never forget. I drove a four wheeler into the stand or in, where I was going to walk into the stand is huge, long bottom land, <clears throat> probably a two mile ride in. And when I turned the four wheeler off, it's pitch black. It was early in the morning. That's probably 16, 17 years old. And this absolute, I, it was the most blood curdling woman sounding scream. That came and, out of you? No. Oh. It came from the woods. That was oh, in. my God. Yeah, that's Bigfoot. Right <laughs> I mean, there. It, that's who that is. Every hair on my body stood up. I can, I mean, it, it was a long time ago, and I remember it just like it was yesterday. That's that's Bigfoot. So did you go into, like, quiet why are you mode? Not, why are you not stepping into that? You know, so there's how people react is so different. That's where Bigfoot goes lives. Into, oh, geez, please. Mrs. Bigfoot. But anyways... So did you go into the big deal where you just go and you scream and back at them and rush out or run? Or no, do you I, go so quiet, I, I, like I, don't even breathe? I was trying to figure out what to do. Do I, you know, because I, 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 later I find out, you know, it's a bobcat or something like that. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's God. what they say. That's yeah, what they yeah say. it's a bobcat. So I just sat there in shock and didn't know what to do and thinking, well, I could ride back out of here, but. I'm not going to be taunted by my brother-in-laws and buddies that I Oh, you thought it was, was there? So I waited till a little sunlight came oh. up, and I went to the stand. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, nothing man. like a bunch of eyes coming back at you, too, when you're walking into your stand. Mm. You turn on that light, and you're like, Wow, there's different color eyes all over the place. Mm. Everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired. It can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. We use our friends at Sun Auto Service. Sun Automotive is family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person Sun Automo- that works at Sun Automotive, they work hard to demonstrate they take pride in what they do, and they want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. You can follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. Sun Auto Service, uh, locations around Central Texas. you got 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. com for more information. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. On the flip side, we got Game Warden Field Notes and more. The number one outdoor show on radio, The Outdoor Zone. I'll be looking for aid when they pull that gate. I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. <clears throat> you don't want to know what we talk about, what, what gets said here between and during the breaks. But if you ever meet Beefsteak, you got to ask him about the cow who licked his rear. Uh, now Maxwell Supercenter, bigger savings, more inventory, and thousands off new Ram trucks at Now Maxwell Supercenter. The 2019 Motor Trend Truck of the Year for Texas Auto Riders Association is a Ram 1500. Better performance, more efficiency, new technology, and 100 safety features. And not only will you get the some of the best prices, 
but you'll get the legendary service that's awarded them the Customer First Award for Excellence at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. You'll find Supercenter size selection and savings at the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram sales leader in Central Texas, Nile Maxwell Supercenter. 620 and 183 in Austin, or visit them online at NileMaxwellSuperCenter.com. Um, now it's time for your Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. So I was reading recently about a guy who uh, the game wardens busted that had been hunting deer in his neighborhood. Whoops. And uh, <laughs> and then I had a conversation with another guy who um, we had a conversation this week with a guy who had a pond in, but he was inside the city limits and some beaver found his pond and they were just destroying the trees around his pond. Mm-hmm. And the, and the game wardens told him, well, the only thing you can do is use your bow and cause you can't shoot a gun in the city limits. Right. And so he had a picture of him with these two beaver and then he got with his bow. I mean, big old beavers. And, uh, but it got me thinking about, uh, this, this crazy, uh, it's inside the city limit deer hunting that they do where Rick Rick is from Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh and we're gonna talk more about Lynchburg and some of the stuff in Virginia on the gun laws, but inside the city limits there, they kill you can get a permit to hunt deer in the city limits, and they have how many snipers are on staff on the city staff? Two? Yeah, I think it's I think it's three or four. They rotate shifts. You know, they're they're part timers. They got one full time guy oversees them all. So, it, so tell me about this. So, they got the there there are guys that have a job with the city, Lynchburg, the city of Lynchburg, <clears throat> and their job is to go out and kill deer inside the city limits, and then bring them back, take them home. I mean, get, tell me a little bit. Tell us a little bit about what this looks like. So, um, and it's not been it's not a brand new thing no no this has been around a while they had to do something just the deer population was just overrunning neighborhoods destroying um all the landscaping destroying you know automobile accidents in city and i'm not an expert on the subject right my my contact with it has been a buddy of mine used to run that group and um and they they uh, shoot them. They run do night runs. They have a, a seventeen and a three hundred eight. <laughs> and um, they use a seventeen mm-hmm, and just head shoot them. And uh, sure, they they have a walk in cooler, and uh, they gut them out in the field. They usually get to places that are less populated. They kill one. You know they they they're they're trained big time on safety. Uh, the bullets are high expansion bullets, no exit, but they still won't shoot anything that's got any population behind it. And so they're looking for those backdrops. And, and Lynchburg is a real, uh, it's, it's, a, a it's called the Hill City. It's, it's, a, it's a lot mm-hmm. of terrain, elevation changes. So they can get a lot of backdrops with a uh, hill behind them, and they just take them out. And, so uh, do they set up um, in Lakeway here when they had a problem and 
they tried that for a while. Did they 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 set up um, scaffolding that would go up like you know multiple stories, and then they cover that in camo, and then they would slip in there and then make their own little hunting uh, stand, blind stand. kind of thing, so that they get a good you know the oh, so God, the, the that's ridiculous. The, yeah, they the, don't have the to. The bullet travels down then, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're always getting a, a good shot going yeah. down in the ground. Those guys in Lynchburg don't have to. They just they they're just good get shots. it. The way they just line it up so that there's a good backdrop of a hill behind the deer. So so they gut them and uh, take them to a walk-in cooler that the city ma- that city maintains for that. It's they're part of their equipment. And typically Hunters for Hungry, uh, they send them to a processor, processor runs them out for Hunters for Hungry. And just ironically, we're we're a distributor. My church is a distributor of of um, the food bank for the food bank to, uh, and and our food bank gets a lot of their city's deer meat. Man, and so, and so they kill hundreds. Oh, it's it was they average somewhere between seven and nine hundred a year, or have historically. I think you know that ebbs and flows obviously with the population, but in. in Coinciding with that, they also have an urban archery season for the public, and so if you got an acre really? or two, yeah, if you got an acre or two, you can uh, apply. I've got um, one person that um, lets me hunt. I I just uh, two. I got two uh, lot plots of land that I have access to, and have filled out the permit for it. The landowner did the permit. I did the. I'm assigned to get to hunt on that, and got stands on them and climb up and, and whack them. And they just come out in droves of 10, 12, 13. Sometimes probably a, a 10 or 15, maybe even in some cases, 20 to 1 buck to doe ratio. And um, so they just need to whack the does. The whole idea is they need they need those archery hunters to whack the does. And and there's even other, another level where the city, if you've got, I think it's 15 or 20 acres, I'd have to look it up, they'll actually assign you a shotgun permit <laughs> in the city limits. So around here, I think you know you got to have ten acres, you know, for hunting. I can't imagine it being that well, close. It, it, but the, for the, a gun, the yeah. deal is that so they've got a model that's really working. Yeah, it's cool. And that the the cities like Lakeway and those places that just refuse to look at models that are working are making huge. You know, it's I don't know why they don't just step into that. Can I ask you, Rick? That have you has anybody had any pushback? I mean, it, around here they went from doing that. Then when someone found out that they were doing it at night, they <laughs> put up a billboard and you know, oh my god, I can't believe it. So then they went to trapping them in big nets, and then one of them got caught in a net, and someone took a video of it flailing around. It wasn't hurting itself, but it was flailing around, and how sure. this six year old was like, you know, traumatized from it, and. How only a six-year-old half... had more problems than just seeing a video right. with a deer flailing around. And then around. they figured out that half of them die being transported to South Texas or Mexico. Right, and they don't get to eat them. No, and nothing happens. And so they're they're moving the problems, so they're just like, okay, hands up, we won't do anything. So you don't have well, that pushback you, at all? I'll tell oh, you. Oh, some, but it's like, we, it, it's very, very, the guy that I knew, buddy of mine that ran it, it was it would be individuals complaining to him but uh, evidently there's not enough public support to get rid of it because half the population in lynchburg has had Smashed an automobile claim yeah. from a deer you hit the deer 
Well, I'll tell you who the sponsor needs to be for this whole thing is archery country. Mm-hmm. Whether you're an avid bow hunter, chasing elk, whitetail, bear, game around the world, archery country is the place to get all your gear. The staff and owners at Austin at Archery Country are not part-time shooters. They're avid bow hunters and 3D shooters and hunt uh, that hunt and compete. Archery Country has Austin's only full-size range and crossbow. They got everything you need over there to get set up with the crossbow. 8121 Research Boulevard. Go find them. Uh, all their information, and they are doing some killer Christmas specials right now. And I called them up and reserved two Genesis bow packages that I'm taking out to Mr. Mobley, out to his grandkids uh, oh, for Christmas. That nice so of you. Two, they have. They have all the uh, Genesis stuff and targets. 8121 Research Boulevard, 8121 Research Boulevard. Just go to austinarcherycountry.com, austinarcherycountry.com. So, yeah, I love, and it's year-round. Uh, no, no, no. There is, it's a, The snipers are year-round, but the archery season, the, they follow the seasons of, uh, of the um, state regulations. I know, but the snipers work. Oh yeah, they they're killing deer all year round. That's right. That's a part-time gig. That's who exactly. gets that job. How do you get that job? Well, you know what's funny is my buddy that worked in it. He said, "Believe it or not, it's the worst thing you can do for your hunting uh, hobby because <laughs> you get sick and tired <laughs> of gutting deer and pulling dragging deer up." And of course, you can see some magnificent animals, just magnificent bucks. Sure. But most of your time is smacking seven or eight does in a night having to gut them, get them up in a truck, go hang them, and it becomes a job. And so he, he actually, he no longer works there, and he said it helped his, it, it hurt his hunting to work to do that uh, two, three, four nights a week. Yeah, and you can't just give it to a high school kid as a part-time gig. It's a big, it's a big safety. Obviously yeah, a big safety deal. You're going to yeah. want to, yeah. you're an, an adult to do that. For sure. But he probably never ran out of deer meat at his house. Probably not. And, and you know, those guys are super, super gracious. We've worked out times where we pick up a deer for our KOZ Saturday morning with uh, the boys. Or your summer camp, didn't summer, you? Get, we get one for summer camp. I wondered we, how you got that. We, ta- we have taught more men and boys how to skin a deer and process deer meat with that deer than really even I've done with my own deer that I've killed. Oh, man. It's killer. So in uh and they get to use rifles. I know in a lot of places they don't let you use rifles inside of the city limits. You know, and so TJ and I, we went hunting with that one group from Hogs Gone Wild. They had 357 BB guns. They were air-powered rifles, which is now as of September 1st. Right. And that way they could eradicate uh, pigs off of golf courses. At night, because you can imagine what. Yeah, pigs but those do. those air guns weren't very effective. Now that they've, I mean, they haven't been. They work some, but they're not. They're not at that level yet. That's 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 changing though. The air, right, know, the air gun thing is, is well, and fast. they're and they're going from being huge, these huge yeah. contraptions to a more. And it's a process, but hey, it's the outdoor zone. We're live in the bunkhouse. We're talking outdoors, hunting, vision. Whatever we feel like talking about, and you are the regulators that are tuned in to the hog dog and dove blasting, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing, four wheeling, adrenaline junkie outdoor zone radio show broadcast live from the bunkhouse. We'll be back right after these commercials, uh, 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. <laughs> 